Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub Live. This is episode 75. We're 75 already. Can you believe it, Brandon? Bro, I can't believe I'm 75 already. I know, right? I, we don't look a day over 32. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How First you doing one today? on, Kevin from Cigar Prop, dude. <laughs> look there at this we guy, go. Man. What's he's up, Kevin? Usually he's coming out going like, hey, sorry I'm late. Then he's I know, right? Right away, yeah. Uh, let me jump in. Let me grab a couple of these guys real quick. Michael Wells from Little Guy Cigar Shop. What's going on, dude? Uh, let, us, let us know what you're smoking, too, with us. Uh, Evan, what's going on, brother? How's it doing up there in Oregon? You guys thawing out yet? Yeah, right. Jay, uh, let's see. We got Jason on. We got Steven on. Cigar Crazy 84. So, <laughs> where's Brandon's hat? Brandon got a haircut. And Actually, we didn't even coordinate that. We, we like, wow. Yeah. Blue collar sticks. What up, Steve. homie? Emily Baker. What's up, girl? How you doing? Yeah, everybody's jumping on here. Chris, what's going on? Listening what's from up, NC. Chris? Going on, Chris. Hey, dude, real quick. I am doing amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm having a great day. Uh, it just, I kind of laid around today a little bit. I spent some time with my daughter this morning. Just really, you know, I slept in because yesterday was a full packed day. I had 12 hours with Jack Taranio, um, which was was which was really funny because we talked about the whole time that he he knows I finally figured it out uh, <laughs> because it's the amount of time we can actually spend with each other. Yeah. Before wanting to kill each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, dude, I, I gotta say, like he he did a great 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 job, and we had such a good time together, and visited a couple shops that did the event over at Fine Ash Cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Espinosa event, which was kind of totally last minute. And um, so he flew in in the morning, flew out in the like the next morning, 1.30 a.m. Jeez. Hello, yeah. goodbye. It, it was hello, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> we were talking off air. I had some events. I had some stuff happen at the during the event that I have never experienced. And Jack said in 35 years in the cigar industry, he's never experienced. Um, and it. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it involved nah. two newly married lesbian girls who were drunk, and we'll just stop there. <laughs> no, Probably I shouldn't really stop sh- there. No, because people's minds can race on that, and it turns into something completely different. They were looking for a particular cigar so they could enjoy themselves that night. But yeah, yeah, it was it was it was interesting, and then they. They, I, and I don't understand this. Like, okay, I'll, let me preface this. Preface it this way: I don't understand what goes through people's head, other than a lot of alcohol. But I am a perfect stranger to you. Jack is a perfect stranger. Everybody is in there. It was in the humidor at that time. Was a perfect stranger to you, and you felt it appropriate to show your boobs. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go over here now. I just celebrated my 20th anniversary, and I'm telling him this. And Jack's telling him that I'm this like super religious person, the most religious person he knows. And they're showing me their boobs. And then flicking my nipples and apologizing for flicking my nipples while they were flicking my nipples. It was really weird. Really weird. Dude. I've never experienced that before. Yeah. But I don't know what goes through your, like, what makes that okay? 
Yeah, I don't know that anything makes that okay. Yeah, and all, all you can do is is laugh. I was just telling my wife about it, and I was like, "So I had something happen. Two girls showed me their boobs last night." And she's like, she sits down and she's like, "I'm listening." <laughs> yeah, right. Continue story, please. What does Jack do to you, and where does he take you? Yeah, right. She's like, you can never go there again. No, she was she was laughing because she actually just had an experience at the airport where a lady uh, was had showed up and um, was all distraught, and she said do you think I'm going to need to wear a shirt when I go through TSA because I don't have a shirt on underneath my jacket. And so like, she tells me that story. I'm like, Oh, I got one similar that happened last night. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So we get to, we get to deal with all those stuff. Was it the Woody by Oscar? No, we uh, did not have that. It was a, uh, I'm not going to, well, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I got up show. today. Yeah, right. What a way to start it. <laughs> Emily Baker. Wow, such etiquette. Uh, it was a good day. I mean, uh, got up, made pancakes, eggs, and bacon. And actually, one of our uh, family friends has chickens. And so we got to have farm fresh chicken oh. eggs. And I thought they were delicious. Aaron didn't care for them so much. Just what? I, I don't know. Just I, dead in the mouth. Yeah, and, and so we've got some farm fresh eggs, and I made, uh, you know, scrambled eggs. I fried myself up an egg, pancakes, bacon, whole nine. Had a big old breakfast with the family. Uh, did a family Bible study together, actually, which uh, cool. was something new that I have not initiated, but I'm starting to do. And uh, and so we'll, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new chapter. It's a good thing. So it's been a really good day. Long story short, Aaron good. took Micah. They went on a little lunch date, the two of them. And so it's been a good, good day. Yesterday was a busy day with scouts and hikes and all sorts of stuff. So it's been a very eventful weekend. And we get to cap it off by Down to the Nub Live and having a really cool guest. And I'm not going to belabor it anymore, so let's get him in here. Everybody already knows. I was going to drag got. it out a long time. I was just going to oh, keep perfect. dragging it out. Do it. Just, just, just keep it dragging out. it out. But dragging we have got out. Vic Evans, High Desert Man, also with the Triple Cap Show. So let's bring him in. What's going on, Vic? How are you doing today? Hey, guys. What's going on? It is Vic, the High Desert Man. And how are you guys doing? Thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Doing <laughs> I well. I love it. He's got his intro. It is Vic, the High Desert Man. You can always <laughs> tell when we bring a guy that does like podcast or a show because they've got their <laughs> intro right yeah everybody's got their stick i love it i need a middleman between my eggs and my mouth <laughs> kevin no comment no, no comment, comment bro <laughs> we got uh i i saw stephen walters in there janice is in there we got some uh -huh. really cool people that uh i only see him popping up on the screen i don't see the chat because i'm i don't have the uh I don't yeah i can throw the, them up uh, on there yeah no worries yeah, that's man cool. Janice, how's awesome. it going, girl? So, Vic, what are you smoking today? I oh. am smoking, first time trying the Viva La Vida from, uh, I guess this is an AJ Fernandez blended stick. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, some someone gifted this to me. It was a subscriber, but I don't remember who uh, exactly. And nice. I, I, uh, and it's, it's been, I've had some really cool uh gifts from different subscribers janice has sent me some stuff uh danny crook who's always on the triple cap show and he's on he's on everything he sent me uh in lieu of our or in honor of our guest that we just had on triple cap steve saka he sent me a couple of the uh popetta which was really cool 
nice. Brandon, I didn't ask what are you smoking. You've got a special stick there yourself. Yeah, I, I'm. I in, in lieu of last night's event, I'm smoking the uh, Crema de Laranja. It won't focus nice. because I don't do the whole thing. But um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the Crema de Laranja here. We'll make this easier. Uh, this is an event-only cigar from Espinosa, and uh, see right there, event-only. Uh, you can nice. only get these when Eric or Jack are at the events. So um, we had Jack at the event. So as a rep, I got some. <laughs> awesome. But we were giving those away last Very night. Cool. Uh, this thing is phenomenal, Tim. I'm going to have to send you one uh, if I can and get some over to you because this thing, I'm telling you what, I wish Matt Hashimoto was on here. Because, uh, the citrus notes on this with the creaminess from it, oh, dude, it is like an orange creamsicle. So freaking good. There's Michael Wells. Yeah, <laughs> I gave him some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you smoking, Timmy? You know, I've got one that's been in my humidor for a while. I got it from, I think it was one of the reps back when I was actually with Dad Smoking Cigars still. And it's the Adventura Cigars. It's the, the Navigator. So I've got the ADV Navigator. Uh, and uh, I've had a couple other ADVs, and they've treated me well. And I thought, you know what? It's in there. Let's just try it out today and see how it goes. I love it. You guys are like not even on a first name basis. You're on an abbreviation basis with that company already. I know, right? But yet I can't remember the rep who sent it out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they that's put on the bands, is. isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it's it, mine. Never focuses. I don't know why. Yeah, I try just, this either. Yeah, our camera, our cameras are like us. Dude. Yeah. They're ADD. They just never focus. Yeah, they. They've just, got. It, uh, it they've got pretty cool. They've got pretty cool uh, boxes and artwork and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty cool. So, hey, Vic, we've got you on, and Brandon's going to be like, oh, great, two reviewers on, I'm outnumbered, I'm just going to sign off and be done. Why am say... I even here today? I don't understand <laughs> But uh, for anybody that watches Down to the Nub that for whatever reason may not already know of you and what you do and your review channel and everything, sort of go through you know, a run-through of, of your presence and, and what you do for cigars. Uh, well, for the most part right now, uh, reviews and stuff, uh, High Desert Man started off as a, a beard product company. And then uh, I started making a few uh, cigar accessories. The, the one that I'm known for is the smoke chest, which is a totally awesome uh, accessory. Um, but then, then I just kind of uh turned into just more and more reviews and and uh more cigar focus and everything and then uh 20 let's see uh we have we've done 20 episodes so far of the triple cap show which my boys uh caesar and rob from the smoking lead channel uh mm -hmm. co-host with me and it's been going cool and yeah it's just uh it's a good time and just trying to just trying to offer my two cents on, on uh, uh, you know, in the mix with everyone else because there's so many of us now. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of reviewers have popped up in the last year. One of the things that, you know, that I, I wanted to bring up is a lot of reviewers <clears throat> will give their opinion on a cigar, whether they like it or not. Some of them, you know, you can tell are kind of like formulated to have to say something a certain, you know, direction and all that. You are very unashamedly just blunt and if you don't like it that's just how you that's just how you are and and what you are what what uh what goes into your style of reviews and and you know what's what's your process 
I think we're going to have some technical difficulties along the way here. Oh, man, come on. We can hear you. Maybe. <laughs> at least he's staring us down. Yeah, at least it's not one of those, like, you know, sometimes when you freeze, it's in one of those funny faces, and then know, people right? screenshot you, and they make a button out of you. Yep. Let's yeah. see if he comes back here. Well, for everybody that's watching, go ahead and throw comments in the questions or questions in the comments. Throw comments in the sense. question box. Yes, throw comments in the question box. Uh, throw the bleep bloops in the blop blops, and yeah. uh, and and we'll get to them with Vic uh, when he reconnects and gets back with us. Uh, we can kind of hear him. Let's see what happens. But throw some questions in there, and he dropped out. We'll see about getting him back on. Um, what questions you've got for him, whether it's from the cigar reviews, from the triple cap show, anything else. And one of the things, Brandon, that, that you and I talked about when we wanted to get Vic on the show, uh, is, Ooh, let's see here. Let's get here, just stand by in. for a minute. Oh, oh, I already clicked it. Sorry. Um, but, uh, um, Crap! But one of the things that, that we, there we go. We got you back, Vic. One of the things that we, we love about Vic is he's a brother in the Lord and, you know, we are unashamedly Christian men. Uh, and speaking of Christian men, look who just jumped in and is hanging out here with us as well, Mr. Tony Herrera. What up, Warriors? Um, but Love this uh, dude. Vic, you nice. you are an outspoken man of God and Christian brother. Um, and you know we can get to the review question that I just asked. But what goes into your style as far as being just completely blunt and it is what it is for your reviews? Well, uh, I. It's hard to, you know, I just, I, I try not to hurt people's feelings or, or get too, uh, too much conflict or whatever in, in what I say. But, uh, but, you know, I've, I've, I've been called honest to a fault before, and, and that's not a boast. It's just that, uh, it's, it's just who I am. And, uh, uh, and, you know, in, in the case of, reviewing cigars and stuff for the most part i tr i tend to smoke stuff and do stuff that i have a pretty good feeling uh i'm going to like uh based on the blend based on the manufacturer whatever so i don't have a lot of reviews where i've where i've uh, been critical on cigars uh mm -hmm. but sometimes it happens and when it happens uh I, I just try to be open about it. You know, uh, you can, you can, uh, quite often you can taste when lower grade tobacco is used in a cigar and it's not, it's not to put the company down or anything for, you know, getting into the cigar business is really hard. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time to, to really do it correctly. And some people only have so much resources, right? And, mm -hmm. And, you know, you can taste it in their thing. So they can put all the social media, all the marketing, whatever they want into it. At the end of the day, if it's just a mediocre cigar, it's a mediocre cigar. And that's how I call it. Well, they, they say, you know, they say to make a million dollars in this industry, you've got to start with two million. And uh, so that's, that's right. you know, you've got you've definitely <laughs> got to have some money to get into this industry. Um, and you can definitely taste the difference. The other thing to get in this industry as a cigar manufacturer if you don't have your own factory and your own farms and all your own access to those things, you have to have the relationships. Because right now, getting things like Broadleaf, um, I know AJ Factory's got a ton of that, but not everybody can has access to the AJ Tobacco because you know they've got things like what you're smoking right now, the Viva La Vida that they make. Um, you know, a Viva La Vida and 
what's the other one I'm thinking of? Jacob's Ladder. What's that company called? Southern Draw. Thank you. Southern Draw. Southern Draw. Uh, yeah. Those guys have been with yeah, you know, they've been with AJ since the beginning. So those tobaccos are going to there first, right? Some of the Espinosa stuff is out of there. So you have to have those tight relationships going forward, which take time to build. Plus, you have to have the dollars to be able to go and do this stuff. So it's not an easy industry to get into. Yeah, and I, I'm also, I'm also, kind of critical on the whole uh, cigars are my passion thing. Uh, you know, you get you get a lot of people that love cigars, love smoking cigars. They love the community and everything like that. But, but I'm a little weary or uh, saying I have a passion for cigars you know, two years into being a consumer uh, because if you really had that passion you do the stuff that uh, Jonathan Drew from Drew Estate did or uh, you know you you put your money where your mouth is and and show that passion so it's one thing to really love cigars love the community whatever um, but and, and the reason why I brought that up is because we, we talked about this on the triple cap the other night and Steve Saka had a, a different view than I have. My, my view is that there's it's it's saturated and there's too many people just just trying to come out with a cigar. And to me, that really that really sort of adulterates what cigars have always been. And and that bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I think Steve Saka typically has a different view than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> if not, he'll come up with one. <laughs> he he will that definitely come awesome. up with one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the word I would use for him, but uh, he's he's a nice guy. I think he's a good guy. But uh, you know, I've I've gotten to see him in many different settings and. Um, you know, but he definitely likes to have a different sure. opinion and a different approach on stuff. But he also comes from a much larger company. You know, you, he comes yeah. from Drew Estate. And so he came into this already with a name, already with relationships, already with a lot of that stuff yeah. um, that you yeah. need to come into this industry. So uh, other guys, like we talked with Mo from Patina. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the national sales mm -hmm. director for Mombacho. Most people say, who the heck was Mombacho? Uh, so it's kind of like you get this guy that was a small piece of a small company and he goes out and starts his own brand. You know, there's that's going to be a struggle. It's going to be an uphill battle for that guy. And if you don't have a passion, you're going to you're going to falter and peter out real quick. That's where the passion will come in is, is you know, does does he ha have the moxie to stick with it and, and go through the ups and downs? I watched you guys video with him the other day, too. It was it was really cool. Yeah, he's a, he's he's, a good guy. He's an awesome dude. I I love him to bits, man. He he texts me, uh, you know, he texted me something last night, a screenshot of some comment. I think that was on our page, and and uh, so he says, "Well, I guess we did something right on the show." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I mean, Tim and I did our job. I don't know about you, you know." And we go back and forth like that. So let me uh, let me tell you what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, I'm drinking uh -oh. coffee. In case uh, in case anyone didn't know, I'm a coffee hound. And I kind of say that sarcastically because everyone knows that. <laughs> but yep. I am drinking uh, this little California brand called uh, TurboJet Coffee. I don't know who these oh. guys are. I think I no, that guy's a joke. Uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking the winter, the Fireside Winter uh, Land. 
And today, this this one this one really kind of fits my palate. It, this is the type of of coffee I tend to uh, lean into and stuff. Um, so good job. Uh, but as I told you before, the only critique I have is you do twelve ounce bags, which is a cardinal sin in my book. And to top it off, <laughs> you do twelve ounces of coffee in a one pound bag. It's a it's a one pound bag, and you put twelve ounces of coffee in. I hate that. <laughs> That's a yep. California thing. Hey, if if that's the only critique I'm gonna get on that coffee, I'll take it all day long. No, and I appreciate you, you know, supporting TurboJet Coffee. Uh, and it was really cool to talk with you on the phone yesterday, and hear what your take was on the different blends that you've purchased and what you've tried. Uh, and now knowing, uh, like with cigars, you get to learn what a person's palate is with coffee as well. You know, I know Brandon's palate with coffee and with the roast that I have, and you know, now knowing what you prefer. There's, there's a very clear picture as to the, um, the, the realm that you like to live in when it comes to coffee. Um, but you had some really cool feedback and interesting thoughts that you shared with me yesterday just because you, uh, you are knowledgeable in coffee. You, you really are when it comes down to it. I, I, well, I try to be. I, I, I'm more knowledgeable from a consumer perspective. You, you probably have a lot more understanding of uh, the whole roast uh, thing than I do, but, um, but I mean, you know, you, you, it, it's, it's like cigars. I mean, I, I was, I was big into coffee before I started smoking cigars and, and, uh, um, you know, if, if I was, if I was put on that Island where I could only have one or the other, it would always be coffee. I, the coffee I would choose over cigars, but, uh, but luckily I get to enjoy both every day. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, we had a question from, uh, I think it was JT Baker, another cigar review. Another cigar review. Uh, it says, Vic, what interested you about doing cigar reviews? Uh, well, it, okay, so I've, I've been smoking cigars, I think, since, 20, uh, since 2000. And lots of times I thought about starting up a channel and stuff and and just never did it because i was more into the enjoyment uh with a friend of mine and, and stuff um mm -hmm. that friend of mine passed away and and i kind of went through this desert landscape where i just was like cigar i mean i still enjoy cigars but it's not that fun for me anymore and stuff um and i discovered kevin from cigar prop not through Cigar Prop, actually, but uh, through his um, Irish Beard Bomb channel, and something about something about Kevin just—I I just dug, man. I, I thought th this guy's pretty cool. He—he's—he's uh, he's pretty open about his his uh, life and stuff, and there mm -hmm. were some qualities in Kevin that just sort of drew me to him, and and. Um, I, I don't even remember how I ended up finding his cigar prop channel, but, uh, you know, I was going through YouTube like everyone else does. And, and, uh, and I saw what he was doing and I was like, Oh, this is kind of like what I was thinking of doing and stuff. So if this freaking guy can do it, then so can I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I just, I just started, uh, doing reviews and, uh, uh, yeah, you know, initially it was to sort of build up or, or to promote uh, the, the 
cigar accessory products I was making. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's just been fun. It's it's been a lot of fun to meet all the people, and and it's kind of weird because there there was there was a whole group. You know, a few years back, there was already sort of an established group with uh, Brian mm -hmm. from Cigar Obsession and and uh, various people, so uh, Delicia and stuff. <clears throat> um, I, there, for me, and I think even for a lot of the people that uh, frequent all of our channels, there was mm -hmm. a new period that started around that time that that uh, Kevin was getting going and I was getting going and stuff and. And um, that's the home I kind of, or the, the group I kind of feel at home with. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, because it, it has gone through sort of seasons of, okay, these, these newer reviewers come on the scene, and then a year and a half, two years later, another group of them come on, and then a year and a half, two years. And I think 2020 yep. sort of launched a whole bunch of people, everybody and their brother was like, well, I smoke cigars and I can talk about it, so why not start a channel? And <laughs> let's face it, not all of them are not all of them are going to be what people want to see. Some of them work for one person. They absolutely don't work for, you know, a whole bunch of other people, but that's, yeah. that's just how it goes when you're a cigar reviewer. And I know, you know, you've received feedback of, Oh, why would you say this about a cigar or this and that? That's just going to happen. That's how it is. But you've been able to build a presence and now you've got, you know, the live show, uh, like you mentioned with Caesar and Rob of smoke and lead, and you've got the triple cap show that takes place. Uh, but it's interesting to see the seasons that, cigar reviewers on youtube have gone through where there's little clusters here of people that sort of come up together it's kind of interesting how you mentioned that yeah I never put it never thought of it that way it's cool i mean you got and on the tail end of that would would probably be uh ron ron real tv uh i mean there's there's a lot of people i'm still discovering and stuff uh that uh that are, are just cool. I mean, you don't have to have the best production quality to be a good channel. It, typically, all it takes is being genuine. Uh, just be who you are. And if people dig you, then they're going to watch your stuff. If they don't, then they're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Well, there's Denise. I mean, Vic is authentic 100%. That's why I love his channel. And I think that's really what it is, is people just being authentic. You've got to be yourself. You've got to just get to put yourself out there. If you come on trying to be somebody else, uh, it's it's not it's not going to work. You see people die out. Even people that have you see some of his channels and they have you know a ton of followers. I'm not going to mention any, but they come out and they they it's this total false self. And then the problem is that when you go somewhere and people run into you. You either have to be that other person, that character that you derive. That character. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So somebody runs into you in a grocery store, they're like, oh, you're Vic. And you're like, uh, hi, I'm Vic. You know, you have to switch to that character <laughs> or that's just who you are all the time, right? And I, and I think people, I think people I really appreciate the authenticity. And I think something else we're going to see this year, we're seeing more and more people going back to work. Their, their, their lives are getting busy again. And so I think we're going to see a lot of these cigar reviewers that popped up in the last year because they had nothing else to do with their lives. And it was a way to either get free cigars or they just said, eh, you know, I could do that too. And these guys must just live the life because all they get is free cigars and they got to come on a channel and say something for a couple minutes and then they get to go away. And it's just easy. Um, I think those guys are starting to realize that, A, it's not that easy. And B, it takes a lot of time. And C, I now have a job I have to go do. And so you're going to see a lot of those guys just peter out and fall away. 
Yeah, and and to be honest, yes, we do get uh, free cigars from time to time, but it's we really don't get that many. I mean, Kevin is probably an exception to the rule, but Kevin's also got a, a much different established thing, and he's got the partnership with True Estate and everything. Um, so I, I imagine he uh, gets more, but um, but you know, it, it, at the end of the day, the number of free cigars I get. Oh, another thing is uh, about the free cigars is you have to you have to sort of be you have to network and you have to sort of be creative because you don't just go asking for free cigars. And at the no. same time, you can't really expect people to just discover you and, and say, oh, here's a cool reviewer. I'm going to send him some, some cigars. I, I, have, I have a pretty good relationship with John Huber, Crown Heads, and John Huber takes pretty good care of me. Um, yeah. but, but the amount of free cigars I get does not compensate for the amount of work that goes into creating videos, trying to find guests to have on triple cap show, uh, you know, just all the, all the work that you have to put into it. Um, and all of you guys know that it's, it's work to do this. Yeah. 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 It's not simple. Um, I'm going to pop this one up. We usually don't talk directly about a lot of you know brands here, but we got two reviewers on here. So what do you all think about the new CAO line starting with the mortal coil? I don't even know that's a cigar. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ar Arcana. Ar it's called Arcana um, Mortal Coil. Yeah, Arcana. It's mm -hmm. it's it's just a it's a, a play on the uh, Amazon Basin stuff. It, it the tobacco is is done in the same way that they do that they uh, discovered the Amazon Basin stuff. Um, and I I just about bought some yesterday. I, I I put some in a shopping cart and then I decided not to get them. But uh, I don't know. It looks interesting. Tim? I mean, do you, do you know anything about it, Tim? Have you seen? I mean, it's CAO. Yeah, I, you you do yeah, mostly seen boutique. It. Yeah, I, I've seen it because um, Black Line Luxuries, Ron Real, who's you know a good friend of ours here at the show, uh, him and his partnership with Black Line Luxuries, he's been pushing them for the last month, month and a half, talking about them coming out and some different things like that. I know that um, Lee Mac Nine Twelve, that Lee Mac, you know, did a review on it, and so it's it's the new CAO thing that's that's sort of coming out and people are talking about now. I, for me, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Cigar manufacturers are going to have to continue putting out new stuff and whatever, uh, you know, methods they use, whether it's more tchotchke or whether it's just a, a straight production line, it, we're going to see everything in between. And you know, <laughs> I'm personally not a huge CAO fan myself. There are some that I like, uh, but I'm not a huge fan overall of CAO. Will I try it? I don't know, but I'm not going to go run out and try and find it. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. You've got, <clears throat> I mean, part of it is you got to go try it, right? I mean, you and I were chatting the other day with our with our other group, and uh, I was smoking the, um, what was I smoking? The, the Macanudo Inspirado line. Because mm -hmm. I just line. have not, yeah, I've not liked anything from Macanudo. And um, it, and so I'm smoking this because they were they were given to me to smoke and say, hey, try these. And it's my competition for mm -hmm. what I do as a broker. So I need to see what these taste like. And I got to say, it's not my competition um, so far from what I smoke. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's it's part of the dirty side of the job, right? Smoking some of these other cigars, you're going like, ugh, you know, and it's not just the Macanudos, but, you know, companies send you cigars. And, and I love the guys that are honest about their reviews, too, because if you get a cigar and it's absolute trash, you know, it, 
I, I like the guys that are honest about the reviews, but they're also honest that it's this is my palette. Because there's people that like that Macanudo right. Inspirado series. They like the Macanudo Inspirado White. I thought it was absolute trash. But that doesn't mean it's absolute trash. Go try it for yourself. Just here's yep. what I got out of it based on my palate with whatever I ate today and whatever I'm drinking with it. Brandon, what uh, what uh, uh, brands do you rep? No, oh, it's a long list. <laughs> no, I do. Really? Uh, so we do. E uh, yeah, I do. Ep Carrillo. Um, I do Espinosa, nice. Casa Cuevas, fifteen oh two, Patina. Uh, Sereno cool. APS, where we have Emily uh, Baker that's on with us here. Uh, she does all the Sereno APS for Cigar Mechanic. Um, I'm sure I forget. Kohimar, Lotus Vertigo, Gran Habano. I think that's it. Cool. I think that's all of them, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it's yeah. just about it. So, Yeah, quite a few of them. Well, Vic, I want to I want to touch on, uh, and as you came back with us, I was starting to go about how we love the fact that you're a brother in the Lord. Um how does that influence the way that you approach what you do, whether it's day-to-day -day life, whether it's cigar reviews, whether it's networking with others? How is that a factor? How does that play in any of that? Uh, how does my faith factor into that stuff? Yes. Uh, well, my, my faith is the cornerstone of my existence. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, 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 uh, that's a hard question to answer, man. <clears throat> it's, I, I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm like anyone else. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was telling you, Tim, that uh, a, a number of months back, um, I started this 30 day challenge uh, to, to uh, called the 30 day bridal tongue challenge uh, for the people in the patriarchal smoke group to um, challenge themselves for 30 days to not curse to to watch your language and stuff um and you know i i started that whole thing five or six months ago and kept screwing up kept failing and stuff and finally just had my official 30 days of 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 no you know no cursing and stuff and i so with like regards to my my uh the, the triple cap show and my reviews and everything it's always in my in the back of my mind uh you know you, you're representing christ no matter what situation i'm in mm -hmm. so so it, the, you know you guys were talking uh on a show you recently did about how the tongue can just instantly spark that fire that that starts a forest fire right you mm -hmm. we have we have to watch the things that we say and and we have to take more serious our our role as Christians in the world around us. I'm I'm huge on discipleship, which is why I started the Patriarchal Smoke Group, because mm -hmm. I feel I have a very strong. Um, I really feel like men of God have failed. Men in general have failed to be what God designed us to be. And because of that, a lot of the problems that we see in the world are because men were not being patriarchs to be, to begin with. And um, all the cultural issues that we have and stuff, it all goes back uh, in in some capacity to men failing. And so I'm, I'm big on discipleship. I'm big on teaching people uh, what the word says 
about God rather than what uh, a lot of us grew up just hearing uh, word of mouth and stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, and I'm really big on living that uh, as an example. Yeah, we got to get you plugged in. Uh, we we uh, so I recently started a, a church, nonprofit church, um, and it's not a church like a building. It's uh, we're planting churches and homes and groups um, around around the country now. Um, we actually have Tim and I are part of a Saturday morning group that gets together, and it's from all across the country. And it's men. Uh, it's redefining what the church is. It's going back to the original version of what the church is, which is families and people getting together, men getting together in homes, women getting together as groups, families coming together, breaking bread together, and doing all those things. And it's that that. It, so we called the group the or I called the church House of Rejects because even <laughs> in, even it, in redef <laughs> yeah because even in redefining the church right every, we we've come up with the definition of the church from the 1300s when it became a profit center for religion right um and and so it's going back to the old school so most of us will be rejected by our church but you've got to reject of yourself and you will be rejected by the world and you know live for the lord and i mean just being a reject is actually such a great thing in biblical terms christ was the original so, reject Amen. Right. I mean, you know, look at look at the disciples. All of them were rejects. I mean, you're looking at you know tax guys and the, you know the, the, all, all these different people. The, the fishermen, which were just dirty, nasty people back in the day, it wasn't something you yep. aspired to be. You know, so it's like you look at just this whole group of rejects that started this whole revolution for for our Father in heaven, and then here we are as men, and we're not living for what our Father in heaven intended us to live for. Exactly. And so it's. We're and so, which which was the design? I mean, we have the freedom of the choice. We have all those things. That's just part. That's part of the de design, right? We're saints of sin, and so it's um, it, and that that's okay. We need to understand that that's okay, but that doesn't mean we need to stop striving to be more like him. Right. Exactly. Which is which is why when I started the thirty day challenge thing, you know, I, I shared it with everyone and and hoped people would. Uh, would join in with me on that, but it was really a personal thing for me uh, because uh, because I have a temper. I uh, and when I get triggered, I I can get pretty upset. And typically, when I would get real upset, my mouth would get loose, and um, and I just didn't like it. I I because it, it Brandon, you were talking about this on the show. Uh, uh, it it's a reflection of your heart, where your heart is at. And, uh, you know, years ago, years ago, I honestly hated people. I hated people. I just thought that, that people are the bane of existence. And I, <laughs> I just, I, I had reasons for thinking that and stuff, but the, I, I got to a point where I was like, Christ didn't hate anybody. Uh, so I'm missing something here. I, I, I'm, I, I need, I need God to show me what, love is from his perspective and how to love people as he loves people and so i spent a lot of years uh praying for that praying that god would help me to see people as he does and to love them as he does and god put this very flamboyant uh gay man in my life and i tried like heck not to have a relationship with this guy not to have a friendship with him or anything um, mm -hmm. but, but it was going to happen. It's, uh, he was, he, he kind of saw me as a father figure 
uh, which over time I, I started to understand why that was. But um, but man, that was that was a growth season in my life that that uh, that I will forever be grateful for. Isn't it great I when he does that. things like that? It, you you look back and you're like, oh, all right, I get it. And we you fight. It's funny because things like that come into our life. We fight so hard because it's like, no, this isn't what I'm asking for. This isn't what I'm asking for. I asked <laughs> you specifically for this. And God's like, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm giving you. I'm giving yep. you what you asked for. It's just not in the way that you wanted it because you want it to be nice and easy. Yes, you know? exactly. Hey, hey, God, I want a million dollars. He's not going to write a check and have a million dollars show up. you got to work and you, you, you can get to those places if that's where you need to be. But God mm -hmm. also knows you so well that he's going to say, hey, uh, you can't handle that. <laughs> I, I need you over here. Uh, that's that's not what you can handle, and I won't give you anything more than what you can handle. Exactly. And you know, to go back, to what you were saying, uh, you guys were saying about the church and stuff. The church was never meant to be these mega churches. That that is correct. That is a uh, uh, that's an adulteration of what the gospel was and stuff. It was these mega churches to me are are what are not in whole, but a large part of what's causing um, uh, such a, a disparaging outlook on Christianity and faith and stuff today. Yeah, what, what, what's yeah. what's the band that says that in the beginning of their song, Tim? It's uh, the greatest cause of atheism no, is DC Christianity. Talk. DC Talk. DC Talk on the Jesus Freak album. The greatest cause yeah. of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge him, acknowledge him with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Actually, no, it was the Supernatural album. I'm, I'm wrong. It was, it was Supernatural Jesus album. Yeah. It was the Supernatural yeah. album. Yeah. But it, it's What's so up, true what, what you know, we've been talking about because the church has become <clears throat> this, uh, this consumer building. Show up, do what's going to wow me, the lights, the theatrics, the smoke, the, the amazing, you know, preacher that everybody puts their entire faith in him because that's how i connect to god and not in okay what is god telling me i need to do to work on me can i be in a you know a, a community with other people that help uplift each other that do life together that share life together that encourage each other together that are there to support in bad times that's what the first church in acts was giving up of all of your possessions to help somebody else out because that's just sacrificial love that's what we're supposed to do and church now has become right. this complete consumeristic mindset and look, I, I've belonged to a couple different mega churches here in Southern California. I don't anymore, uh, but I have seen both ends of the spectrum, and I can tell you hands down that the smaller church community feel is where I can honestly say is where I see God move more because there is a familial aspect to it, not a I belong to that club kind of mentality. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the last yeah. uh, the, the on, on our last podcast we talked about that because I was just actually listening to our last podcast um, before I came in here, and it was uh, I remember we were talking about CCV, and the church mm -hmm. the mega church that's yeah. right by me, and I used to see them everywhere. And when I told the pastor, I said I always thought this stood for Christ Cult of the Valley, and uh, he he had a good <laughs> laugh about that, but okay, but it was now, it's like you now. see. Now I get it. I, when I was listening to the show, I kept I I thought you were saying Christ called to the valley, and I was like, oh, I, I was like, I don't see the humor in that. But now I now I'm hearing you right. Yeah, you, yeah, you said God, Christ called to the valley, and then I think you said cash check or visa. Cash check or visa. Or visa. 
Yeah. I, I told him both those things and because it, it's so funny because and it was just I was talking to uh, Jack Taranio about it yesterday. And, and, and he's not a real spiritual guy. He's not a real religious guy, which is fine. That's his choice. That's what we have is that freedom to make our decisions. Sure. But uh, it's interesting because I said, you know, look, I said all these cars that you see with the CCV sticker on, that's going to be the person that cuts you off and flips you off out the window. And there was one right in front of us when I said that. There's this big CCV <laughs> sticker on the back of this dirty car that was just zipping in traffic. It's so funny, man. I was like, see? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, look at look at the way that that Christians have been labeled. You go, anybody that's ever been a server in a restaurant, they know that Sunday afternoons are going to be horrible for them because they're going to have grouchy tables, they're going to tip horribly, and they're just going to leave a mess. And that's the after-church crowd. How in the world did the after church crowd get labeled the slob cheap people that are rude to each other? Like that's the absolute opposite of, of how it's supposed to be, but yet that is what that is what has transpired over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say this too, like if you guys if, if we have any listeners right now, and I love that we're having this conversation. I think this is great. Um, because usually these these conversations are just on our Thursday uh, podcast. And uh, I love that we're getting to have this on a Sunday. Yeah, uh, but I, I do also want to say that if, if there's any, uh, especially right now, and ladies, I'm sorry, I, we don't have this set up yet within House of Rejects. But if there's any men out there that are looking for a church um, in the true meaning of the church, a group of men to get together and to come together, it doesn't matter where you are. I don't care if you're in Europe and Canada, whatever. Um, obviously, time zones are going to be time zones, but it doesn't matter where you are. We are we are working to plant these churches and grow these communities together. And, and if you are that person and you're looking for that home or that place, uh, please do not hesitate to message myself, message Tim, message, you know, message us on Down to the Nub. We would love to, to get you plugged into one of the groups uh, and help, help provide that for you. We're working on actually the process right now with House of Rejects in, in creating these groups and how to get them started. Because so many people say, oh, I, I couldn't do that. I'm not a leader. I can't do that. Um, and so we're, we're creating that process to help you lead and help generate these groups in a real, actual sense so that it starts off with just Neither real, Peter. raw. Correct. No. Neither, Neither none of them Peter were. or Paul or Stephen or, or uh, of any of those guys. No, Bartholomew uh, or Thomas, and, any of them. You know, I, I, called, uh, I, called up my, I called up my cousin. My cousin is a uh, pastor in Midlothian, Texas. And uh, I called him up one time and and said you know i i've been trying to i've been trying to do this thing with uh with a focus on on teaching men but just uh um you know with patriarchal smoke the the idea behind that when i started it was not to just get believers together but to get all people together just so we could have open discussions about the things that people never like talking about in, in cigar groups. It's a cigar group, but Patriarchal Smoke is a cigar group, but but it's a faith-based cigar group. And, and uh, on Tuesday nights, I, I do a, a live lesson. We do a, a Zoom herf. Uh, I do a, a short little lesson and then we, we herf for the rest of the night. And um, and uh, anyways, I, I called my cousin asking him, you know, what can I do to sort of prepare myself better and to to uh be a better disciple the the original uh meaning of disciple was not just a follower it was also a teacher and um he said 
you're already doing it, man. You be in the word every day and, and just share with people and um, and try to form relationships with those people, sharing their experiences to and you and sharing does not mean that I listen to whatever issue you're going through. And then I come at you with the Bible and try to say, well, it'll all be better if you did this, because that's not how you do it. You form yeah. a relationship with the person you share in that person's pain, you share in that person's joy and stuff, and you live Christ in front of them and and be open to their questions, regardless of if their questions are offensive or whatever. And and try to put yourself in that person's shoes to understand because we don't know a person's background. We don't know why mm -hmm. someone might have gone this way or that way, why they got turned off to the church or whatever. And um, the only way that you're going, going to do that is to have a relationship with that person and, uh, and to share in life with them. Yeah, it's, yep. it's not a counseling session. It's a, it's a real and raw session. It's, hey, man, here's what I've gone through. And it's amazing when you're sharing from your heart what you've gone through and the path that, that you've been down and sharing the path that you're going down, how that can touch other people's lives and make such an impact and such a I know when we started our Saturday group, and I, I, there, there's a couple of the guys on here, um, a few of the wives were writing letters to them or even just st making statements to their husbands saying, dude, in the last month, you're so, you're so different. I mean, it just within within four weeks, there was such a change in a per, in a husband's awesome. heart that it started affecting a family. And it's it's nothing more than I finally have a place where I can go and realize what a real man is, because it's not what the world tells us it is. It's not this rough, tough. You can't cry. You can't have emotions. You can't be compassionate. That's not what the real man is. The real the real man is the one that is willing to be vulnerable, is willing to be open, is willing to pick up the sword and the shield and go and battle for a brother and be there in that in that in that war that we're in on a daily basis. Yep. Yeah, and thank God too because I am a crybaby. I I am I am not afraid oh, me to admit too. it. I am a crybaby. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's I uh, it's there's there's times when it really upsets me. There's times when I'm giving my message or uh, I've spoken at churches before where Something I'm about to say, I'm, I feel very strongly about, and I really want to get it across to the person. And so it's, it's deep in my heart, and I have to fight to get it out because I just start bawling and stuff. And, and so usually if I start crying during a message, that's a sign to pay attention because I'm, what I'm saying is really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and Tim, I want to point. I know, I know, I've been talking a lot, but I want to point something no. out here. I love that Janice says this. That I think that if I you leave the chat there. feeling at peace, you've done your duty. I'm not a believer, but I listen in to the patriarch uh, smoke, and I feel good. Cigars and pure-hearted friends equals the world, and I and I I love that because I feel like religion is one of those things that people battle so hard against, and it doesn't matter. I honestly like it to me, it matters if you believe or not, because I want everybody to know, you know, the same father that I know. Um, I, I truly desire for that. However, if just the fact of getting to hear what we're going through in our walk with, with our faith is helping your day be better and putting a smile on your face and you stop kicking your neighbor's cat because you know, you're, you're feeling better about yourself and it's making a difference in your life. 
then great. It's done good in the world, and that's what we need more of. And my hope is that one day, you know, Janice, my hope is that one day that that you can see that there is a God and that there is somebody there for you. But at the same time, I'm not going to judge you. And I appreciate your openness and honesty on here, because here we are sitting here talking about God, and you you openly say that you're not a believer. And I love that, and I appreciate that, and I yeah. love that you're still here on the show. You didn't click out of it. So thank you so much for that. That that actually takes guys, a lot of courage. I gotta I gotta say I love Denise. She she is she's one of the coolest people. Uh, she joined Patriarchal Smoke uh, a little while back, and uh, she's she's come to most of my messages that I've done. She's asked me lots of questions and stuff. Um, and and she shared with me, uh, you know, what her background is, what her uh, beliefs are and stuff. And uh, for me, she is a, a great example of of someone that that's open and and willing to willing to listen and stuff. Um, and and so I respect that, and I respect it such that I really try not to overstep my bounds with her, not to, uh, uh, you know, not to judge her on anything she tells me or or whatever, because, um, because like I said, it's it's about the relationships and stuff. Janice is awesome. Yeah, and and I love that that there are groups and that there are Christians, men or women, doesn't matter, that are exemplifying what the Bible says we're supposed to, not judging others, just loving each other. And we, there's an old, old phrase that you are the only Bible some people may ever read. And so your actions, what you do, your behavior, how you interact with people. What's that? I've never heard that. That's really the only Bible some people will ever read. And live your life like it says in, I believe it's Ephesians, Live a life worthy of the calling which you have been called. And if we're going to do that accurately, and we're not always going to be perfect at it, but if we're going to do that accurately, then the person like Janice, again, not calling you out, but you've been commenting, you know, so transparently, which we greatly appreciate, but, but, but being able, I know, Brandon, yeah. it's your fault. But, you're getting called out, <laughs> but, but I love that because it's a safe place. It's not yeah. a place of judgment. It's a place where you can be comfortable and go, hey, I, I may not be in the same place where you are in, in my faith journey or in my relationship with God or in any of that. But the fact that you're willing to welcome me, love on me, and at least let me ask questions and explore more of what it is that you believe in and why. I mean, an earlier comment where, uh, you know, she even said, I just, I just love, uh, where is it here? Uh, da, 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 da. I love his heart. I know he comes from a good place, so I tune in to hear things from his point. Well, and that's awesome that Vic is being used in that way. But that's that's the God that we know. That that is that is the Abba Father that we know, and we're hopefully in a place in maturity where we can recognize that's also our job is to exemplify what Christ has done to us for us and the sacrifices and loving each other. You know, greater love knows no other than this, than one lays down his life for a friend. If, if we can put aside our own, you know, personal challenges, struggles, ambitions, whatever it is, and help our fellow man or woman out, then why, why wouldn't that be a good thing? And why not welcome people that may not be in the same place? Because chances are, whether you've grown up in the church or not, you've been in a similar place where you're wondering, how real is this? Like, is this a real thing that I need to pursue? And 
even if you're doing it at 20 years old, 30 years old, 60, 80 years old, there should always be somebody there to just be an ear to listen and to just share what God has taught them. And I love that. Yeah, and that, we've got Tony Herrera on here too. And that, that's what, one of the things I love about Tony is that when we go yep. up to camp, and he asked earlier, he's like, is Vic going to camp? And I'm going to leave that one on you, Tim. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, I love Tony because when we get up to camp, he's just this big, I think he's like six, seven or something like that. He's just this big wow. teddy bear, man. And you, yeah, you Brandon get up has there. to look up to him. Yeah, I don't look up to a lot of people, but he's one that I look up to. And, and in many ways, because he's just such a humble, amazing guy and you get up to camp and that dude just like comes over with a smile on his face and a big old hug man and just sharing his heart and i love that about that guy like to me that's a true man because he's sharing he's sharing his vulnerabilities he's sharing his struggles he's putting that out there i mean you have to be protective in the overall world but when you start building those relationships it's important for people to see that in you see that you are flawed because the, the church makes it sound like, oh, you show up at church and you say a prayer and all of a sudden life is going to be perfect and everything's going to be great and you're not going to be a flawed person and God hates flawed people and hates this and hates that. It's like, no. Where we does it are, say that? We are flawed, and but we are also forgiven. And that's the great thing about it. And how do we how do we exemplify that? How do we show that in the best way possible? And and I think I talked about it too. I love the scars. The scars are our wounds of the past that show that there's healing possible then we can move forward from things and i just love that but if you don't share the stories of your scars then there's no lessons to be learned oh that's the truth man i've got i've got some seriously deep scars uh from past. <laughs> and uh it's you know you you uh and i i don't talk i don't talk a lot about that uh that stuff because uh you i i feel that we have to be very careful. You, you have to be careful when sharing stories about your past that you're not actually glorifying your past. Uh, right. Because, because often it can get to that. You can get with a, gut, a bunch of guys and and start talking about stuff. And, oh, yeah, I remember this time I did this. And and uh, it, it comes out more like you're, you're boasting about, hey, I did this thing. And... Um, and, and uh, you know it's so we have to be careful of that. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I, I agree. You you have to uh, you have to share. Uh, you ha you just have to be genuine. It, it, everything comes down to that. That's what I look for in cigar reviewers. I don't care if some cigar reviewers is cursing a lot or or you know whatever. I um, I draw a line in patriarchal smoke. I I don't allow any crass jokes or anything like that that um and we haven't really had a lot but something else i want to say about that is when i started ps i was really surprised at the response because i was really really nervous about first <laughs> uh, breaching that that topic uh on my high desert man channel and letting people know and i i started the group i let people know and within a day, I had 10 people join the thing. And we're up to 145 members now. And, and, mm. and I'm just like, you know, there's people out there that want to, they want to have these conversations as long as the conversations are not debates and are genuine. And they can mm -hmm. say, you know, they, they can say how they feel. 
I can say how I feel. And uh, at the end of the day, we can still smoke a cigar together. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to agree with you. I just have to be compassionate and understanding. Yeah, just, I, I, just that, hear him out. Yeah, and I and I and I can't be a judgmental person. I mean, we've sat in a group where people have told us some of their deepest, darkest secrets, and some of the stuff is it, it's you know you most of the world's going to look at you and go, "Ooh, man, I don't want you in my home," you know, and it's like. You know, for me, it's man. Come back next week. Let's dive deeper into that. Let's find out more about that. Let's find out. Let's let's ask God why why did I go through that, and how can I use this part of my life? What what I went through that I have deemed so negative for so long, and I've allowed to define me for all of my life. How can I let that go? Leave it at your feet, and use that as a story to glorify you versus as a story to define who I am. And yep. well, it's, that's so good. much power in that. It's interesting that we even that Vic, you brought it up and was talking about, you know, and, and I know Tony commented about it as well, uh, about not boasting about our pasts, uh, because Brandon, the episode that we have that's releasing this Thursday, mm -hmm. we actually touch on a couple different instances where where God has used you and I in situations. And we step back and, and, you know, we sort of explore that. And so I'm not going to go into much depth on what, you know, this Thursday's pre-release or pre-record. Tune in Thursday. <laughs> I know. Tune in Thursday and you'll, you'll get to get to see and hear more. But but I, I, I love that there is that awareness as well because, I mean, we, we've all seen, uh, well, and God used me for this and I've saved this many people and I've done this and I've done that. You know, there was one person that I knew years ago. Well, God has used me, and he would literally keep a tally mark of how many people he has, you know, brought to the Lord, you know, and prayed this prayer and done all that with. And and somebody asked him, and I thought, wow, you've got some major cojones to do it. But somebody asked him, how many of those people are you still in contact with and are you still, you know, sharing life with? And that person just froze and was like, oops. Oh, uh, uh, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But then how much of an impact are you really letting God have in you as being a part of that, because he could have chosen anybody else to make a difference in that person's life. But yeah. he chose you and appointed you at that specific moment. And and I think that there are Christians that get caught up in that of like, well, I've done this and I've done that. And here's here's my, you know, resume as a Christian. So respect what God does with me because I've got him on speed dial and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, because God will take that away tomorrow if if you're boasting and bragging about it. And uh, and there there has to be that awareness of I am I'm only uh, used by God in those instances because He trusts me with it, and it better all get pointed back to Him. Absolutely, there, there's plenty of times God has used uh, non-believers, people that that absolutely uh, walk against Christ uh, at, to to do work. Uh, you know, God God can use anybody He wants, um, mm -hmm. and if if I don't know that I've ever made such an impact on somebody uh, to lead them in that direction, I just I just keep trying to plant the seeds and keep trying to, um, you know, keep trying to be available. One one of the things that uh, I don't know, I, I sometimes I feel like. I, I really try to re respect people's boundaries and I try to be aware of if I think I may have overstepped my, my boundaries or something. And, and recently uh, one of the guys in uh, patriarchal smoke messaged me and he said, 
uh, hey, man, are we cool? And I was like, I called him up. And I said, what do you mean by this? And he said, well, we haven't talked in a while. And, and you, you kind of, uh, you know, I, I, he said, I know you're doing the PS thing and all that, but we just haven't talked in a while. And I, I thought, man, dude, I'm sorry. I, I thought that, uh, I thought that maybe I had overstepped some bounds with you or something. So I was just taking a step back and he assured me that I had not. <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm not very good at reading that sometimes, uh, <laughs> which, which, which bothers me, but, um, but I'm, I'm always here for anybody. And I, I always say it on the, on PS live and stuff. If, if somebody wants to reach out to me, uh, private message me or whatever, and, uh, ask for prayer or whatever, I'll, I'll get on the phone with you and we'll, we'll pray through whatever issue you're having. And, and uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll be as involved as I can be. And as much as you want me to be. Yep. Yeah. And, you've and got, you've got to be in tune with that, man. You you really do. But I, I think at the end of the day, if you're, if you're in tune with what God's asking you to do and you're following through and putting the action steps behind the words that you're hearing from God, then you, you're not going to be in the wrong place. And I know, like I know, for, for example, for me, Tim knows this about me really well. I'm very black and white. There is just no gray area with me. And and I, we were talking about last night, too, with, with Jack and one of one of my customers at the Cigar Lounge. I told him, I said, I'm like a fungus, you know, I, I just kind of grow on you. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, they don't really want me around, but I kind of grow on you, you know, and um, but it's I, I am very black and white, so I can I can. I've had to learn to say, hey, can I just be frank with you? Can I be straight with you? This is going to hurt what I have to say, but I'm feeling that it has to be said. And I'll just fire it out. You know, and some, I, I've had people walk out. I had one of the guys walk out of uh, out of my lounge a, a few months ago, and, he, and then he left, and I'm sitting there going like, God, just put peace in his heart. Let him hear the words. Let him hear what was said. And then he comes walking back in, which was a totally out of character for him. And he's like, he, he literally looks at me and he goes, F you, F you, dude. And I'm like, all right, we're getting somewhere. Here we go. Ah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we had this great long, like two hour conversation and we dove into why that was wow. offensive, all those things. And it turned out, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told F you. And then we have a great conversation afterwards because it's just so black and white. And sometimes you have to just, sometimes you have to hit the sledgehammer on that wall to get through to where God needs him to be. Or her to be, and sometimes you just got to hit that. Sl- and I'm, I think I'm kind of that sledgehammer guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well l- listen. To be honest, uh, gray is a construct of man. It's there. There is no gray. There's there is only black and white. And I try to, uh, I try to, uh, uh, you know, at least get people to maybe not necessarily understand that, but understand that. To you, the situation is gray because of this. But if you can, if you can sort of step back, reflect on it from a larger picture, you can always whittle things down to black or white. Always, yeah. mm-hmm. every every situation on the planet, and every answer to every question uh, under the sun is in the Word of God. Yep. Yeah, I love what what Roger said a couple minutes ago, and I I, I don't want to miss it. He put, uh, you don't always look forward to some church events, so it's great to have a Bible study group that makes you look forward to getting together with everyone. Again, it's, it's 
It's exactly what God intended the church to be. And let's face it, there have all been church, you know, we've all been around a church event or it's like, oh, they're having this going on. And it's like, ah, I don't really care about that. I don't really want to do that. But how many of us, uh, and let's let's take the faith aspect out of it for a second. How many of us, if we go, oh, I could, I could sit at home and I could have a cigar by myself and enjoy it, or I could go to the lounge and meet up with the buddies and just enjoy life together. Like that's, that's where we get the connection. We were meant to be in community. We were meant to be in fellowship and in a place where there's no judgment, no preconceived notions. It's an equal playing field because we're all screwed up and we can just come together and share life. Like, yes, absolutely. I think that Roger, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it's about. Um, and, uh, Janice, I think I sent Vic an email once regarding a message he delivered that I took wrong, but I was, re- but I, re- but was but she received it wrong. Rece- yes. Um, he replied back. <laughs> words are hard. And his, his words are, yeah, words are hard on Sundays for me. Uh, and his words were so beautiful. I truly appreciate him. And, and I think that's awesome. And, and the fact that we get to have a part in that, that's really what it comes down to. We get to not, oh, we're high and mighty. So we, we of course, we're going to get that. No, we get to be put, <laughs> no problem, Janice. We get to be used in those situations Honestly, there's times where I get more out of helping somebody than them being helped if they even got help at all. Always. Always. Uh, which, yep. uh, you know, Roger, man, he's my farming brother. He's uh, He's got a small farm like I do. He, he keeps goats and chickens and stuff, and we talk about that frequently. And he's been one of the guys, you know, uh, there have been times when I've thought about uh, just – dropping the patriarchal smoke thing because it hasn't turned out to be what I envisioned uh, initially. I wanted more, I wanted more diversity uh, in the people and, and everything. Uh, you know, it's, I, I didn't want an echo chamber. It's, mm. it's good to get together and have fellowship with uh, like-minded believers and stuff. And, and that's an important uh, part of our growth and our, our community and stuff, but uh, it, but if you do that too much, it ends up being an echo chamber. You're just bouncing the same stuff back and forth, and everyone believes the same thing in that. And um, uh, but you know, Roger and a couple other people really told me that hey, I look forward to this. I look forward to Tuesday night. It's I, I appreciate, and I put a lot of work into it. I put more work into it than I do my videos and stuff. I, I, I put a lot of notes together. I make the notes available to, to the group and stuff. And, um, uh, so I just decided, you know, it's organic, whatever it is, it is. And, and hopefully we can get more people in there. And if we don't, I'm, I'm thankful for the people that I have in there. You know, uh, even though we have 145 members now, probably only have, eight or 10 that are somewhat regular on uh, showing up to the messages and, and posting, uh, posting in the group and stuff. But, but, you know, there's, there's a number of sort of faith focused uh, groups out there now. Mm-hmm. Patriarchal smoke. Um, there's, there's a guy named Dino that uh, I, I've started following recently. He's got a, he he talks openly about his his belief and stuff 
he does a lot of promotion of, of uh, what I think he's got a brand of cigars or something like that. And he, he promotes that a lot, but, but Dino's a cool, cool dude, snazzy dresser, man. This guy has nice hats, <laughs> nice frames and stuff. He always looks tip top. I love, love the way he dresses and stuff. But, uh, and then, you know, you guys, uh, I, I didn't even know until I went back and watched some of your shows that, Hey, these guys aren't afraid to, uh, uh, to talk about faith and stuff. And, Tim, I knew you were a Christian, but Brandon, I didn't know you were. It was totally cool to hear that you were a Christian, man. Yeah, and I think that's it's crazy because Tim and I talked about that, I think, the very beginning when, uh, mm -hmm. and I know just, it, Tim knows has known me for a while, and for me, there's been a major shift in my life over the last, I don't know what, Tim, probably six months to a year. Yep. And and it's just been it's been this major shift. And one of the things that hit me was I was talking with somebody, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you believed in God. And that smacked me like a ton of bricks. Cause it kind of like, hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, I was like, man, what am I representing? And then, but the big thing about that was I had to dig through, and this is part of the camp that was brought up by Tony earlier, but I had to dig through and find out what the base of that was and what was I putting as my example of Christ, as my Father in heaven. Then I realized that it was my Father here on earth that I saw as the example as my Father in heaven. And that's a huge mistake because we're all flawed. And then right. secondarily, that got compounded by my pastors in my youth. And so when I look at my pastors in my youth, I'm saying, hey, I'm getting into drugs. I'm getting into this. Hey, I need some help. You know, I'm angry. I, I, I go to my pastors, and they're more concerned with the next sermon or what big thing they're doing to promote the church than they are with me. I, I said, well, these are supposed to be men of God. My father is supposed to be a man of God. And this is my example of my father. I'm reading in the Bible that it says to to live like him, to, to be like Christ. This is my example. That's not a dude I want to follow. I want nothing <laughs> to do with this. You know, screw this whole thing. But I also realized, too, that I wasn't living that way. So when people question that or they go, man, I had no idea, that's when it really started triggering. Like, man, what is your mouth saying? What are your actions saying? What are you actually doing? And why are you even going to church if you're heading out of the church building and you're running straight to the strip club? What's what's the point of that? What did you what did you gain there? Did you just look cool in front of you know whatever ten thousand people that were at the church? Hey, I served, so I'm gonna go to heaven. <laughs> what? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> nope. Hey, I wanna I wanna talk real quick about your coffee, man. Okay. Uh I, I, I was telling you, anybody, I, I, would, I would ask that anybody go to Tim's website, turbojetcoffee.com, and, uh, and help him out. He's, uh, he's a new business getting, getting started here. Uh, but um, the, uh, the Italian roast, anybody who is into just a, a good traditional cup of coffee, the Italian roast isn't really my palate uh, profile. But it is a good traditional cup of coffee. When I say traditional, I mean something like what you would think of going to some mom and pop diner for a cup of coffee and a piece of pie or something like that. Uh, although it's better than what you'll find in a lot of those diners. Um, uh, the this uh, I was going to ask you, how long is this fireside winter blend going to be available? Because that's a seasonal uh thing, isn't it? It's supposed to be a seasonal one. I do have uh, some of the, the green beans left in inventory. Uh, there is limited supply, but I do have some left. So, yeah, they're, they're, 
there is some available. It's actually hidden right now on my website. Uh, but if people are interested in it, by all means, I'll throw it back up there. Well, I'm, I'm going to want another bag of that stuff. It's, it's pretty good. And, and it's I, only a 12 ounce bag. I know it's a 12 ounce bag, but I, I'm just, I'm doing it to help you out, man. I'll I get, appreciate it. I'll get you converted to the one pound bags. <laughs> uh, it's actually pairing with this, with this cigar really, really well. Uh, nice. I didn't plan that or anything. I just, I, I've never smoked this. I didn't know what to expect. It's, it's an AJ cigar. It, it tastes like an AJ cigar. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but boy, the, the brightness on this coffee is, um, you know, th this stick is a little bit, it's, it's a little heavier stick and mm -hmm. uh, a little spicier and stuff. And that brightness is, is sort of uh, mellowing that out a little bit and, and toning it. And it's really good. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. It's a, uh, it's, it's truly a labor of love and I, I enjoy it. And Brandon's smiling right now. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those things where God put it on my heart as a fun hobby. And then he said, <laughs> wait and watch and see what I do. Cause you think it's a hobby for now. And he changed things and I'm welcoming it and I'm enjoying it. I want to say pretty real cool. quick too. I want to say real quick too. Cause uh, Spencer Drake jumped on with us. Yeah. If you're still here, Spencer, what's up, dude? I want to give oh, a shout nice. out. Yeah. HR cigars, Spencer and I, uh, Spencer knows the old me really well. Um, <laughs> from yeah. uh vegas and ipcpr and all that stuff so uh but i i love spencer to death man he's just such a cool dude in the industry hr cigars love him man uh, spencer's so what's up, spencer? awesome i got to meet yeah. him uh about a year ago uh, he and uh and hochi were yeah. in town in phoenix uh they were they were uh doing an event for fox cigar releasing the uh the collaboration between fox and hirochi and uh uh, man, I gave away a whole bunch of those cigars. I still have a couple boxes of them myself. Uh, and I, I, I love that cigar and I love Hirochi and I love Spence, man. He was, he was totally cool to hang out in the humidor with and, and just chat with. He's a good guy. Yeah, I, I met him. Uh, I, I met him out here and then just got to know him uh, really well. Just, we were chatting over the phone and stuff. And then, um, I got to go help him. My first IPCPR that I went to was actually helping him as before I was a broker. And I worked his, uh, I worked the HR booth with him at the IPCPR, and oh, we just cool. had, oh, we had such a great time. Uh, Hirochi was there, the whole thing, man. Mm -hmm. So I got to hang out with those guys for a few days, and it was just such a blessing to be with those guys. They really helped me get into the industry. Yep. That and is we awesome. We did an episode with Spence back, gosh, probably four or five months ago. He was great to have on the show. Yeah, we have to get him on here again. Yep, definitely. Well, it's it's hard to believe, but we are already at that time. I love how the, the conversation has just gone and everybody, you know, contributing and chiming in. Uh, but Vic, where can everybody connect with you? Uh, social media, YouTube, all those different things. Uh, YouTube, the High Desert Man channel. Uh, High Desert Man LLC is what you search for. Uh, on Facebook, uh, there's a High Desert Man Facebook page, but uh, I'm more involved in, in trying to push more people toward patriarchal smoke. Um, just think patriarch with an AL at the end. Um, and if you're, uh, if you're down for some cool discussions and uh, learning some stuff about the Lord, then uh, that's a, a place to go. And, and we herf every Tuesday night. We also have a, an open herf on uh, uh, Saturdays. Uh, all that information is on the patriarchal smoke page and uh, and i'm on twitter i dropped off of uh, instagram because i hate instagram i <laughs> i 
I hate all capitals Instagram. <laughs> and so I, I deleted my, my profile, everything. I wiped it out and I said, screw this. I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, hey, Vic, I want to thank you for coming on uh, and, and just sharing time with us and having just open, real discussion about who you are and, you know, what you do in the industry. Triple Cap Show. Plug that real quick because, you know, oh, yeah. it's all about community. What's up with the Triple Cap Show? When can people catch you on that? Triple Cap Show is every other Friday night. Uh, the next show will be this coming Friday night. Um, we just had we just had. Uh, Steve Saka on there. Janice was a guest. Janice is a chef, and we had an awesome conversation with her about uh, food pairings and, and stuff like that. And uh, we've had Kevin on there and stuff. I think I haven't reached out to him yet, but I think our next guest is going to be uh, Mr. Martina Maya down in Texas. Okay. So uh, that'll be cool. And, uh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get you guys on there as well. We'd oh, love we'd to. Honor to. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you, Vic, for coming on and hang out in the back, and uh, we'll be with you in just a minute. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. I, I love the, the comments and everything that's been going on and just being able to – cigars are fun. Talking to other people in the industry are a lot of fun, but talking real life is, is what we started this as. That's what Down to the Nubble is about. I know you alluded to it, Brandon. You know, we said, God, this is yours, whether we have pastors on, whether we have fellow believers, industry personalities, manufacturers, whatever it is, the core of it's going to be, you know, what our core is, and that's that's faith, that's God. And, 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 and I love how we get to have episodes, and I say that intentionally, we get to have episodes like this, and people come on that share that with us. Uh, and I want to thank everybody that's been in the conversation. I mean, the, the comments have just been going and going and going the whole time, and it's been awesome. I mean, one of them, uh, a minute ago, John said, John Lovell, I have to tell you that uh, I would normally turn to another cigar show, but for some reason, I can't turn the channel. John, thank you. Thank you for staying tuned in. And, and we're honored. We're humbled that, uh, that you know, for whatever reason, you didn't switch off of us uh, and, <laughs> and hung out and, and had a good time. Um, but thank you, everybody that's been tuning in. Uh, and if you are one of our Patreon supporters, um, then we'll be sending you uh, the link. You should actually, it should have gone out. I'll double check that to be completely honest with you. But if you're the one of the Patreon supporters, uh, shoot us a, a DM and we'll get you the link. If you want to hang out in the back with Vic, the after show green room experience and talk with him a little bit more, we would love to uh, throw you into that. And uh, right there underneath Brandon, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at down to the nub. And if you want to be able to have access to the green room uh, after show experience, then patreon.com slash down to the nub. If you are any level of a Patreon supporter there, that automatically gets you access to that. Uh, and I think that's going to do it. But I want to mention, Brandon, who do we have coming up next Sunday? Uh, we have a good friend of mine. Yes. And an amazing individual. Very kind heart. Really cool yes. dude in the industry. He's been around for about 10 years in the industry. Um, with a really, really good brand made by Placencia Cigars, mm -hmm. uh, is 1502's very own Enrique Sanchez will be on the show with us. 
Yeah, and he's a good guy. I had a good conversation with him, and he's excited. He's looking forward to it, and uh, we've got some got some fun, exciting stuff that he's going to share about 1502 and, and what's going on with the brand uh, that, that we're going to talk about next week. So make sure you tune in next week, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and soon, Brandon, we're getting to the time where actually you and I will be on the same time zone. It'll make this a whole lot easier. Oh, I can't wait, dude. Because every every week I look at because my calendar goes off at three o'clock. My my uh, the alert goes off on my calendar at three o'clock, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I, oh wait, I got another hour. <laughs> so yeah. I was actually I was actually a little nervous this week because I thought this was the week to change, but it's not. It's it's a couple down the road here. So yep, a couple down the road. Yeah. Um, but thank you everybody that has uh, been on today. Make sure if you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash down to the nub, make sure you click subscribe or ring the bell. And uh, if you listen on any of our podcast platforms, we do stream all of our episodes there as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Anything else? Well, Brandon? The, yeah. The last thing was that, you know, uh, Matt Hashimoto and uh, Tony soy sasa Sasan were not here to say it, but smash the like button. Make sure you guys yes. are giving us a thumbs up on the video if you enjoyed it. Uh, please smash that like button. It, it does help get the show out there more so that more people can get exposed to this and see the show. Um, and if you really did enjoy the show that much, please share it. Uh, share it in the groups that you're a part of. We really appreciate any time that this can be shared. Uh, we really do believe that um, you know God's working in this. Yep. And um, uh, it's it's. And if you haven't yet checked out our, our, our Thursday releases, get in there and check those out. Uh, we have a lot of fun on there. It's just, just Tim and I rapping back and forth and, and going over just what God's put on our hearts. We usually we actually record that on Wednesday nights right after I have one of my events groups. So I usually come in on fire with something, uh, and the show just goes really, really cool. So it, it's yep. I think it's more therapy for us than it is anything else. Absolutely. But uh, I, I absolutely love it. So we appreciate all you guys. We love you, all your support, all your comments, and just being here. And uh, we hope that you guys will have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.